Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Just mentioned this song the other day because I was talking with friends about their musical highlight ever at Wrigley Field. What their best musical moment was at Wrigley. And for me, it was watching fish. It was seeing fish because at one point I was standing deep in the hole where Javi Baez might make a play or Chris Bryant might dive to the ground and make a play standing right there while fish was playing tweezer. And I was with a friend who I had listened to Tweezer with 20-some years ago. And my worlds were colliding, man. It's one of those transcendent moments crossing space and time and everything. But that's not why you called. You called because it's hit and run on 670 The Score. It remains baseball season. Despite all the football news flooding your, your brain, your airwaves, your timeline, it is baseball season still. That said, I'll pass a couple things on to you. Cody Whitehair signed a five-year extension with the Chicago Bears today. Matt Nagy just congratulated Eddie Pinheiro and announced that he is the kicker on Thursday night. Eddie Pinheiro has won the job, if there was any doubt. And you remember the kicker who the Ravens had backing up Justin Tucker and the Bears and other teams wanted him? Kair Vedvik and the, the Vikings traded for him. Then they cut him yesterday because he was bad. And then the Jets and Adam Gase, who were working out Cody Parkey yesterday, just claimed Kair Vedvik off of waivers. So he's probably going to be the Jets kicker as the carousel goes round. And maybe you're like, Spiegel, we get enough of the ridiculous kicking story on the non-baseball shows. What are you doing? What are you doing here on the baseball show? Well, it's done. Other than the Northwestern highlight reads, that will cover your um, your football news for the rest of this 40 minutes. Um, the rosters I've expanded today. Uh, some teams are more interesting than others, as is the case. Everybody can bring up whoever they want, however many they want. For the White Sox, they're going to let Charlotte play out their AAA uh, playoff season. And maybe, just maybe. Adam Stadzinski and others will be rewarded with a Charlotte championship that leads to jersey sales and hat sales and pennants being put up in childhood bedrooms. Go back home and go back to your childhood bedroom and put up the pennant retroactively. For now, as the rosters expand, White Sox fans will have the pleasure of adding Carson Fulmer and Manny Banuelos back to the active roster. The Cubs... Added a lot of people back to the roster. Daniel Descalso is magically injury-free. Albert Almora is back. Um, Rowan Wick is joined by Brad Week. This is going to be weird. Rowan Wick is right-handed. He's six foot three. Uh, W-I-C-K. Brad Week is W-I-E-C-K. He's left-handed. He's six foot seven. But they're really good friends. They were friends in San Diego, and now they are reunited here. 
I don't know if their lockers are will be near each other, but uh, Rowan Wick, welcome back, your buddy Brad Week. Also, Dylan Maples is here. James Norwood is here. A total of 32 people here for the Cubs. Dwayne Underwood, not David Bodie, because he was sent down yesterday when they made the move activating Ben Zobers from the restricted list. They had to do that before yesterday, before midnight in order to make sure that Zobris would be available for the active roster. Bodie will be back in about 10 days, probably. Wilson Contreras should come, should come back at some point as well. Taylor Davis is here right now to be your third catcher. Zach Zabin coming up in about 40 minutes with your Cubs pregame. But the big news of the day is Ben Zobrist returns, and he addressed the media, having now addressed his team, his teammates, a couple of times, apparently, once in June and then another time yesterday. Ben Zobrist uh, spoke to the media this morning. He was candid, he was open, um, he was thoughtful, and he talked about what has been three months and three weeks of an absence for him and of incredible support and compassion and uh, professional investment uh, on the part of the Chicago Cubs organization. Here's Ben Zobrist from a little bit earlier, right here on 670 The Score. I'm excited to be back in the clubhouse with the guys and... um... Got to go out on the field last night, take a few ground balls and hit BP and stuff. It's, you know, Wrigley Field is a special place. So uh, anytime you get a chance to be here, um, you know, I, I don't take it for granted. I'm, I'm excited to be back. Ben, ben, when you initially took your leave, did you think you were, this would be that you would be coming back at all? Or would you think you would be coming back quicker than you did? Uh, I didn't know. Didn't know if I'd come back at all. Um, you know, just because, you know, not sure how much more baseball I'm I'm going to be playing anyway. So, uh, but you know the timing is right for me to be here now, and and I feel good about that. Um, I feel good about um, just doing what I can to help the club down the stretch here, and and hopefully push into the playoffs, and then um, a lot further than that. How did you How did you leave it with the Cubs? I mean, when you when you took the leave of absence. Mm-hmm. Did, did you know that there was a possibility, possibility that they would just say, well, we need to move on from you, or, or was there an understanding of some sort? Uh, you know, at the time it was just, hey, take, take the time that you need. Uh, there was no, we'll be waiting or anything like that. It'll just, it was just, um, you know, you, you got to do what's most important for you and your family. And they understood that, and they were great about that, and I, I'm nothing but grateful for how they've handled the whole situation and given me the time and space that I need to, needed to um, to take care of, of my situation. But were you were you prepared for them to say we we, we just can't sustain this any longer? Oh yeah, oh yeah, of course. I mean, I I, I would have understood completely. Um, however, they needed to move forward, um, even if it was the next day after that. So um, it's you know I, I've I've uh, baseball has given me nothing, nothing but um, you know, kind of blessings and, and opportunities and things. So, um, of course, you know, they're my employer. They can do what they would like to do. And, uh, you know, I, I'm fortunate that they gave me the time that they gave me to um, and then still wanted me back. You know, it's just kind of other things could have happened and, and uh, they could have picked up other guys in the meantime and not needed me. Uh, but the fact that there's still, you know, a spot, you know, in September – um, for me, that's why I'm here. You know, to see see what I can bring to the club and see if there's anything that I can add to the to the playoff push here. And ben, from a baseball standpoint, where are you, and, and how much will adrenaline, even being back here and pennant racing, all that, 
carry you going forward? Yeah, uh, I am in a really good physical place, I think. I think I'm, I, I played three games in a row uh, last weekend and felt physically very good. Uh, I was a little bit under the weather midweek this week, this past week, um, and we, we were doing some live BP in the Nashville area, in my home area, but wasn't able to kind of do a couple of those days that I wanted to do. And so I, last night I, I needed to get out on the field and see how I felt, and I felt great physically. So um, I'm in a good place physically. My swing timing-wise is probably not where I'd love for it to be, but that's the kind of thing that, it, it changes daily. You know, sometimes in season, it, it changes daily. Whether you've been playing for five months by now or not, uh, it's still a, something that you're always working to, to try to catch fire. So I'm hoping that I can um, put some good quality at-bats together and catch some rhythm um, down the stretch here. Uh, but that's kind of the game. It's always the game that, that we play, uh, whether you've been playing for five months in a row or taking a few months off. So um, I'll continue to battle that and just... Do the best I can to uh, to catch fire. Ben, you may have friends here. Not knowing how, how, how much baseball you had left, as you said, covered on this. Yeah, I, I, I can't say that definitively. I, I just, um, I'm focused on right now. I'm focused on what I can do this last month of the regular season and then pushing into the postseason. Ben, do you feel like uh, you have anything to prove personally? Or, you know, did you feel like you maybe owed it to the Cubs to come back? What were your motivations there? Uh, you know, I don't think I have anything I, I need to prove personally um, with my career or to anybody else. I mean, I, I my priorities have always been the same. They've been, been very consistent uh, my whole career. It's my my faith is important, my family's important, and my career comes after those two things. And, um, you know, I took time away that I needed to take um, personally um, for my family and I feel good about that. I don't regret any of that. Um, I am just uh, grateful that I get this opportunity now to return and, and try to uh, finish the season on a good note with this club, do the best that I can to, to help the ball club. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I, I'm grateful for all the support and all the prayers and all the things that people, people have been patient. Um, and, uh, you know, they don't, I, I, you know, they don't owe me anything, and I don't. I don't feel like I owe the game anything at this point. I'm just glad to be here. I'm excited to um, come back and and do what I can to to uh, get this team where I believe it can be. Why now, as opposed like to? The What's that? What has the reception been like from the guys? Oh man, the the guys have been awesome. They've been so supportive throughout this time, but also um, just welcoming and um, happy. It honestly. There's a part of me that's so, uh, like, a little overwhelmed with how much it feels like they've, they've wanted me back and wanted me here. You know, you, I don't feel like I make that much of an impact um, in the clubhouse or with the guys, but, um, you know, they certainly have made me feel that way, and uh, it's, it's a special – this has always been a special place. Ever since I've, I came here in 2016, it's, it's a special clubhouse, special people in this organization, and the, the team in there – those guys are are like my brothers you know they they are very supportive and and just so encouraging and and challenging at the same time you know so they're they they bring out the best in me how much do you think uh, off the field distractions impacted april performance for you? it's hard to tell i don't know that's the that's the answer to that um 
but I know that every day I'm here, every day I was here, I'm working as hard as I can work and focused on, um, you know, being as prepared as I can be prepared um, to, to perform because that's my job. So um, that's my focus now is while I'm here, I'm going to give it. I told Theo, while I'm there, I, I'll give you everything I got while I'm there. And as soon as I'm out the door, I'm out the door. <laughs> I'm, I'm with my kids. I'm focused on, you know, the other things that I need to focus on. So, um, yeah, you get he gets 100% of what I have while I'm here, and, and that's what I, I promise I can give Cub fans while I'm here. And for a, for a very public figure and a very private man, uh, how difficult has this period of time been for you and your Oh, it's extremely difficult, you know. Um, you don't plan um, for struggles or anything like that, but, you know, there's, um, there's no perfect um, family in life. There's no perfect scenario um but you know i'm fortunate that i'm not uh not alone you know i have so much support um and i've got uh you know you know my faith is i believe in a god who heals broken relationships and you know so i'm i'm uh hopeful and i'm present and i'm doing the best i can to just uh, uh love the people that i'm around that's Ben Zobrist earlier today. He said he believes in a God that heals broken relationships. With that in mind, there was a follow-up much later at the very end of, uh, of his press conference, um, which I wanted to bring you, uh, because Ben is a, very, is a public figure and has chosen to be very public with his, um, with his faith and with his life in this situation. So there was a follow-up later on about about broken relationships. Here's the, uh, the question and answer. Ben, okay. you, you, you talked about believing in God who's healing, heals relationships. Yeah. I, I apologize if I'm going too far, but is that what you're hoping in your personal relationship with your wife? I, I'm just trying to interpret what you were saying. Yeah, I mean, of course, yes. Um, that's, that's how I feel. Um, and, you know, I would probably, I would... Uh, you know, this career is, is an incredible career. I love this career. Um, but that's the reason why I took time off, um, to see what I could do there, um, to see what I can do taking care of my kids and making sure um, that they were okay um, through the scenario. And, uh, yeah, that's my hope and prayer. Is it working? I mean, you. <laughs> that's a loaded question. <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, you know. All I can say is um, nothing has gone any further uh, as far as um, one way or the other. Nothing has gone any further. There's no, there's no um, legal action or anything like that happening right now. So um, just kind of a, a period of stability and patience, I think, is where we're at. That's Ben Zobris. So there's a there's some very vulnerable truths there that he chose to share. So I wanted to share it with you because he chose to share it. And you could say the question um, was unwarranted. Um, we had a caller earlier who very passionately thought the question was unwarranted. I understand the question, especially with the way that Ben had phrased believes in a God that heals broken relationships, and with how open Ben has been about his faith, about how open he and his wife have been. They've written books on, on marriage, 
They have published books on marriage and parenting um, and faith. Uh, she is a, a Christian rock singer, um, as I think most people know. So, and Ben chose to share uh, with us, with you, that he is hopeful that their marriage stays together. So, I mean, it's, it, it feels, I'm reminded of how it has felt along the way here as we've learned some details. And sometimes you feel kind of dirty, like, I didn't need to know that. I don't want to know that. But these are public figures. And it is their choice as to how much to share. And if Ben wants to share what his faith has been in terms of how he works on their marriage, their works on their their parenting, and he even wants to share here uh, what his beliefs are as he's working on things, that's that's up to him, right? That are, that is his choice. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the phone number. I I understand that on the on the human side, there's a lot of you who who feel like they would not have gotten the treatment. You would not have gotten the treatment from your employer that Ben has gotten from his employer. And I understand that. It's three months and three weeks of Ben Zobrist being allowed to sort his life out. Three months and three weeks of the organization being extraordinarily patient, being human, being supportive of him. I mean, look what they have done over the last month. They have allowed him to essentially play baseball on the weekends at whatever level of the organization was convenient for different affiliates of the organization. Then he went home this past week. The Cubs sent a group of pitchers to Nashville so he could keep simulating uh, at-bats as close to an MLB caliber as possible. This is a kind of treatment almost none of us would get, a kind of consideration, professional investment that none of us would get. These these men, these ball players, are not us. They make millions. They're part of a multi-billion-dollar industry. And frankly, don't you wish that all of our employers would show us this kind of consideration? Don't you wish your employer would show you this kind of consideration if you were dealing with this, dealing with... Uh, sudden uh, divorce proceedings and three children whose lives are being upended. In some societies, it is more common to deal with these situations with compassion, with time. I think a lot of us, most of us deserve this kind of care, deserve this kind of treatment. And, and we like, like Ben are subject to the whims of our employer And some of those Major League Baseball employers, not all, but some of them, have the humanity and the empathy that the Cubs do. This is how they have chosen to deal with their employees. And yes, especially when they are also competitive assets. They are assets. Ben Zobrist is an asset. He is back here to help in September as the Cubs make a playoff push. This is how they dealt with Addison Russell on some level, right? Not as established, not as beloved, of course, but as a player, as an employee, as a teammate, they chose to deal with him with some humanity, with some, with, with everything they could as an organization invest in him. And yes, he is a competitive asset like Ben Zobrist. And here they both are for a September run. This is regardless of the quality of human or the... The, the level of faith. This is what the Cubs have chosen to do. And I think a lot of us wish we had employers who would choose to do that kind of thing. Uh, it's clear that Ben Zobrist feels a tremendous amount of gratitude for the way that the Cubs supported him. It is fairly unprecedented and it's, um, it's, it's very, it, it, there's a lot to be learned from it. And, and in my, in my opinion, 
and and we'll see. I'm I'm happy for Ben Zobrist as a person that he gets to come back and go out of baseball if indeed this is his final month of his final season to go out on more of his own terms than um, having a marriage upended, a family life destroyed, and having to put away his career um, just just based on the actions of frankly of others. So here we are. 312-644-6767 if you want to talk about it. And if you just want to talk about the baseball side, we can certainly do that as well. Zobrist is back. He will not play today or will not uh, be in the lineup today nor tomorrow. He may pinch hit, uh, Joe Madden said earlier in the day. And we will talk about expanding uh, rosters and what happens here on the 1st of September. And this is the final year that it's happening. We'll tell you why that's happening uh, and, and share with you some thoughts as to what we're seeing the end of when we see the end of expanded rosters. We'll do all of that and we'll talk to you. 312-644-6767-6711 if you want to get here via text. At Matt Spiegel 670 if you want to get here via Twitter. It's Matt Spiegel here with you on Hit and Run leading up to Cubs pregame on 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So rosters will be capped at 28 next year and beyond in MLB. Doug Glanville with a great piece in The Athletic about um, what will be missing. You know, sometimes some of these guys come up and they're great little stories. They're just getting a taste of MLB action. A chance to... uh, to play for that one final minute, a guy in his 30s. Oh, my God, I got a chance to play. As Doug's career wound down in Philly, he saw guys show up in September like Jimmy Rollins and Ryan Howard and others. As he raced past his 30s in Chicago, he saw ML Major League veterans trying to break a curse in 2003 and all trying to get together. And every September, there's a lot of unique and interesting stories. There'll be fewer of them, as Doug writes. There'll be fewer people telling them next year and beyond as we go to 28. What they're trying to avoid is like these four-and-a-half-hour games where it, people go match-up crazy. Managers go match-up crazy. And, and one after another with pitching changes left and right. And uh, you're going to see that now among some of the some of the the better teams because they'll have incredible amounts of righty lefty options and such. You'll see 30, 35 people being used in a ball game, and it doesn't feel representative of a genuine struggle between two teams in a pennant race because not everybody's equal, right? So that's why it's been limited now to 28 starting next year and beyond. But uh, there is a there is a charm that will be lost whenever there's progress in baseball. We seems to we seem to lose a little bit of a unique charm, right? And this will be another another spot where we will three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the phone number. Just played you a lot of Ben Zobers from earlier today, and spoke with you about it. I'm Matt Spiegel here on the score. It is hit and run, leading you up towards Cubs pregame, and we're taking your calls on uh, the situation. A lot of you have thoughts. This is Ralph on the South Side on six seventy. The score. Hey, Ralph, how are you? Good. Hey, Speaks. Thanks for taking my call. You got um, it. 
I think the Cubs, you know, have shown a lot of class in the way they've treated Zobers. But then again, you know, he's a pretty classy guy himself. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the, that would happen in, you know, for for the rest of us who have normal everyday jobs because people would take advantage of it. But if you had a guy like, uh, oh, what the heck was his name? The receiver that was always, any, any team he was on, he was always pounding and screaming and yelling and, and uh, he played on Dallas, and he played with uh, McNabb. Talk about Terrell so, Owens? Yeah, Terrell Owens. I mean, you know, how could you work with a guy like that who who was just a pain in the ass? <laughs> I don't know exactly know what Terrell Owens has to do with the situation. But uh, th- thanks for the call, Ralph. I, I appreciate it. I, You know, I... I what they no, most of us would not get this kind of treatment. Most of us don't work for a company that could afford to get this kind of treatment. Heard, heard from a lot of you via text said, no, as a smaller company, I wouldn't be able to cover the lost manpower for things like that. I totally understand that. That's why I mentioned it's a multi-billion dollar industry um, and they could afford to deal with it. Interestingly enough, they used the money from him not getting paid while on the restricted list in part to pay for Craig Kimbrell and their and that contract. So, you know, uh, there there are some commonalities and there are some differences. I was realizing, though, as well, and and talking with our producer, Zach Withers, uh, as well, there's a commonality. There's an undeniable commonality to the way that Theo et al. have dealt with Addison Russell, as I mentioned, and uh, Ben Zobrist, and add in Tommy Listella's personal situation from several years ago when he was demoted to Iowa and did not want to report and dealt with um, uh, some some anxiety and some despair and considered quitting, and he went home to New Jersey, and they showed a compassion and an understanding for him that allowed him to eventually come back and be a part of, of that team and team thereafter. And then he hits free agency, goes out to L.A., makes some money, plays really well. So it's like it, it's they've acted with compassion for the person. They've acted with a sense of personal and professional responsibility. And they've used everything at their organizational disposal to genuinely try and help people. And, yes, they are assets as well. For sure. That's that's undeniable. But so is the way they've dealt with them. This is Jane and Wheaton on the score. Hey, Jane, how are you? Hi, how are you? Very good, thanks. Good. I just wanted to call in from a woman's perspective and gave the Cubs fan for a, 50 years, a long time. Um, I went through this about 20 some years ago and just following his story, I applaud way he's handled it and i applaud the Cubs organization um I, I can't tell you how many times over the summer i've thought about him mostly because uh when i went through it i kept it so secret on the flip side as a single mom and i had to take care of my kids um and I never healed from that until i finally spoke about it and it was I, i'm a safe person as well it um, it was very healing, and to listen to his story, I, I hope nothing but the best for him, for his family. Uh, however, it turns out, um, like I said, I I just I could not heal for years until I spoke about it and kept it very secret. And I just really applaud the Cubs organization for standing behind him. Hey Jane, thanks so much for the call. 
Um, really appreciate hearing from you. That's a woman. If you didn't catch all of it because of the quality of the phone connection, um, she kept it secret. She kept her whole her, her ordeal secret. Ben hasn't had a choice because he's a public figure. But even the level with which he shared today, that, that is that is it's not necessary. Um, that's his choice. And I think the fact that it has it reached Jane and probably will reach others who've gone through this kind of thing is incredibly powerful. And knowing Ben Zobrist and what he has tried to do, what he and his wife have both tried to do in terms of, as I mentioned, sharing their faith, proselytizing as, as they have, um, and writing books as they have, and, and going to leadership conferences and such, I, 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 I don't think we should be surprised that Ben was as willing to share as he was today. And I bet if you told him Jane and Wheaton just heard that from you, Ben, and appreciated your openness and wished she had been open and maybe you'll help her deal with the situation, I bet he'd be thrilled to hear that kind of thing. It is the score. The bottom of the hour is brought to you by Northwestern Football. Don't miss your chance to watch Big Ten football at Ryan Field this fall. As the Big Ten West champion, Northwestern Wildcats, led by Big Ten Coach of the Year, Pat Fitzgerald, host Ohio State, Iowa, Purdue, and more. Tickets on sale now at nusports.com. And this segment is brought to you by the Chicago Dogs Baseball with Everything. Last call for fun with the dogs is baseball tonight at Bark at the Ballpark with pregame autographs. Get in the final game on Labor Day Monday and play catch on the field. The Chicago Dogs Baseball with Everything. Tickets at thechicagodogs.com. Let's talk to Ron in Uptown on 670 The Score before we get out of here for Cubs pregame. What do you say, Ron? How are you? Well, I'm thinking, you know, is it possible that Ben Zorbis is going to be, you know, back in the leadoff position? And is is he really going to be effective once he comes right back? And if and another one is, do you think another candidate like Nick Castellanos being thrown into the leadoff position can actually help the Cubs? Castellanos is uh, the best hitter on this team over the last month. Um, I like him in the two spot, but that assumes at least a uh, replacement level quality in the leadoff spot. Um, I think Ben Zobrist, when he starts games, will probably hit leadoff. You know, unless Hayward is in there and he's got really good numbers in particular matchup. But I think uh, I I think Zobrist will hit leadoff. I think Joe Madden clearly is going to give him some time to get reacclimated to life at the big league level, probably be available to pinch hit today and Joe said tomorrow and not start. But when he plays, I think he'll hit leadoff. And and he's, he's the right guy to be given a chance at that. He has done it a lot in his life. And there's some very specific baseball reasons as to why. Um, anecdotally, he takes good at bats. Right? You know this. He, he brings a, a wisdom to his at-bats that can be very, very useful as he walks back to the dugout and tells you whether he got a hit or not, what's going on with that pitcher. And you get more pitches as you try to grind away at the opposition. Sometimes we've seen Zobrist ambush, though, swing for that first pitch fastball, too. So it's not just about volume of pitches. He just he knows what he's doing. The Cubs have the worst on-base percentage in baseball out of the leadoff spot this year. Worst in baseball. It, uh, it has absolutely been a problem. It is a problem on a human level because guys, when they get put in that spot, become a little bit anxious. Jed Hoyer acknowledged as much a couple of weeks ago. They've got to try and solve this problem in the offseason. I, I don't know who it's going to be next year, but it, 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 it shouldn't be Jason Hayward. It can't be Kyle Schwarber. 
I mean, maybe it's Anthony Rizzo, but then what do you do for lefty run production in the middle of your lineup? If they re-sign Nick Castellanos, I suppose we could talk about it. But in terms of right now, the rest of the way, 27 games to go, I believe it is, um, including five against the Brewers and seven against the Cardinals in the last 10 days, they are 28th out of 30 teams in swinging strike percentage. So they swing and miss a lot compared to other teams in baseball. And Ben Zobrist has a phenomenally low swinging strike percentage in his career, 5.6%. He's very, very seldom swings and misses. The Cubs are 30th in contact rate, dead last in contact rate. This is not a, uh, this is not a, a coincidence that they're dead last in contact, dead last in on-base percentage out of the leadoff spot. Ben Zobrist is an 85% career contact hitter, 85%. Cubs are also 30th in percentage of pitches they have faced in the strike zone. Just think about that for a minute. Their goal is to make pitchers come into the strike zone and throw strikes to them so they can then rake them. And when they swing at stuff outside of the zone, no good. Ben has a very, very low percentage in his career of swinging strikes and a very high percentage of getting pitches in the strike zone. He's very capable at that. So basically, if all of that went over your head, through your head, around your head, don't worry about it. They're bad at a lot of things that Ben's good at, historically. Um, I don't know if he'll step right in and, and, and be the Ben Zobers that he was last year and, and before, but I know that it's worth a shot. Meanwhile, the Cardinals have another doubleheader today. I, I spent a lot of time yesterday... Um, forecasting some doom. I guess I was wishing for it with the Cardinals because they had a doubleheader yesterday, doubleheader today, and they have a day game tomorrow. And I'm like, hey, man, five games in like two and a half days. Woo, this is going to be tough for them, going to tax them. And then they go out and sweep a doubleheader at home for the first time since 1992. And they can do it again today, conceivably. They finish their August at 18 and 9. Um. And every facet of that team has been doing some very good things. Starting pitching in both games yesterday. Matt Carpenter with a pinch hit walk off in the bottom of the ninth yesterday. Uh, And if he gets it going for some reason, then oh my God. The guy who scored the winning run last night for them was the incredibly slow Yadier Molina. But he is a spark for that team. He just is. And, And they're playing very well. Now two and a half games up with a doubleheader today. But you know what that means. If the Cubs get a win and the cards get swept, they could pick up a game and a half today. Hey, a fan base can dream. Thank you to everybody involved on Hit and Run today. Been an absolute pleasure. Thank you to Zach Withers for producing, Julio Rauseo for producing, huge Charlotte Knights fan Adam Stadzinski for helping out a little bit as well. Thank you to our guests on the show. They were, uh, they were plentiful. Chris Kampka, at Kampka on Twitter. Uh, Latroy Hawkins in the 10 o'clock hour was really good. Talking about Lee Smith and a lot of other things. Podcast that 10 o'clock hour if you missed it. Spiegel recommends. Tyler Kepner from the New York Times. And Jim Margulis at the top of the 11 o'clock hour. White Sox fans, check out that if you missed it. Uh, thank you also to everybody at Wrigley Field who helped us roll live on Ben Zobris. That means Dave Miska. And it means Bruce Levine, David Schuster probably as well. Shane Reardon. Hell, everybody. Thank everybody. Cubs baseball is next with my friend Zach Zaidman. Zach will take you for pregame, and then it's Pat and Ron.
for a 120 start. Have a great day, everybody. Cubs Brewers is next. I'll be back with you next week on Hit and Run right here on 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.